Got a grab the um, oh. I've got a few maps in that if you want to have a look at them. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Say then, mate. You got a few I've got some maps and stuff if you want to. Yeah, have a look at stuff like that. Yeah, good stuff, mate. So yeah, um, well, we've got yeah. a got a couple of uh, legends joining us too, mate. Besides yourself today, we've got Tom Barnett, who's going to be here any minute with. Um, Louis, uh, Lucius uh, Boric, the drummer from yeah. Cogmate, who is, um, I think he's the drummer from The Hanging Tree too. The yeah, band right. Hanging Tree. Um, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, mate, so it's nice to have um, some other legends on board to have a yeah. great day. We good. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So is this going to go up on your YouTube or...? Yeah, mate, I was going to put up my YouTube. Um, yeah. Mate, I'd love it if you could share too. I'll send you a yeah, copy. let me know and I'll, I'll share the link, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I can do that for sure. Yeah, I did, um, did the sergeant report this morning with Dave Weiss. So that was... Well, actually... I was just listening to Dave for about four hours today, mate. <laughs> yeah, he's a hard-working man. He's actually off to um, uh, Mexico in a few days to go see Santos. Is he really? Wow. Mm. Yeah. So how is Santos? You know, I haven't Mate, sort of... last time, last, last message I got from him was like yesterday, I think, and um, he's, Tom's just messaged me now. Um, Santos, he, he said he's not doing too good, mate. Um, so hopefully he starts feeling better soon, but I know he's been battling, like, he had a mad itching thing when he was like when he was sort of up the road from me, and he was so. It's yeah, been, that sounds like more gelons. Is that more like? Does he have more like more gelons? Do you know? Like, yeah, I think he's like little fibers in, in you that yeah. He, he thinks that like there's been some sort of you know. Oh, well, he's, well, I think he's onto it. Then we're targeting mm. him, um, but. Um, yeah, the poor bugger, mate. I've I tried to get him on board today as well. Oh, here's Lucius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, Lucius. I shouldn't know. Oh, hang on, I'm going to turn some lights on. Hey, Lucius, can you hear us, mate? I can. Yes, check two. Whoa. Can you hear me at all? Yes, my friend. I got you. Yes, how Fantastic. you going? Yeah, I can't yeah. see everybody. Everybody who's on the call, the uh, participants. Here we go. Yeah, I'm doing really well, mate. Well, I should have Tom on board any sec as well. But, Fantastic. Um, really glad you could make it today, Lucia. It's a real pleasure to, mate. I think we've had like friends of friends for years, mate, and um, I never got to meet you. And Many years ago, I think I got to jam in your recording or one of your rehearsal spaces with, um, um, with JT and Shani. Remember? Oh, so that was in, in Sydney. Back in Sydney, mate, yeah. So that would have been, was that Breaking up a bit there. Yeah, breaking up a bit there, Lucius. You got a, are you using a plug-in? Oh. Microphone, Lucius. Sounds like the connection's not the best. Hey, Tom. Gamble, how are you? 
Good, good. Hey, Tom. Hey, Gary. How are you, mate? Sorry about the the um, stuff up with the time. Yeah, that's all right. Am I am I real echoey? Can you hear a big echo? You're a bit echoey. Well, let me go grab my um, headphones. Yep. Cool, mate. And Lucius, how you going, my friend? It seems we sort of um... no, not a not a plug-in microphone. Yeah, getting a lot of break up. It sounds like it's not plugged in properly, or it might be a I don't know, a wire or something. Or the Wi-Fi sort of not really kicking in. The pick, like your pick, hasn't changed for a bit there, mate. Maybe um, it sometimes helps if you um, like go out and come back in again, Lucius. Can you hear? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Hi there. I haven't got the best reception. Okay, we heard you there. Okay, we got movement. Yeah, we've got a that's, bit of movement. Sounding better, yeah. Sounding better, yeah. That sounds better, does it? Yep, yep, we can hear you now. You're not breaking up, yep. Okay, I've just stepped outside. Let me uh, open this. Cool. Just one uh, how's that, Campbell? Is that any better? Say again, speak again. Is, is that better? Is it still echoey, sounding a bit better? About yeah, the same. Better. Oh, does sound better? Right. Okay, there you go. It sounds better. <laughs> it must just be me. Yeah, it's, 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 just this, uh, it's just Yeah, it's a little bit like, yeah. It's like reverb. Room. It's just room. It's a real, yeah. Uh, yeah, big room. It's, it's fine. It's, 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 yeah, you'll it's be fine. fine. Good, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think we're cooking. I think we've all... All right. What a combo. All right. Who's starting it? Is it is this um is this Campbell's one or is this Gary's one? <laughs> Gary's. Cool. Gary's the man. Yeah, so it's real pleasure to have you all here. It's um awesome to have such legends to have a chat with about such an awesome topic that that a lot of people just either laugh off or run away from. You know? And um, you know, I've been telling people the truth hurts all my life. And hence the name of my YouTube channel. And, um, mate, yeah, I just uh, the mention of those two words, flat earth, it really seems to um, trigger, I guess is the word, a lot of people. Um, yeah, and it's really great to have you guys on board to, you know, talk about such a, such a topic that's really, mate, really close to my heart. Um, first time I heard those two words was probably about six years ago. And um, I was just saying to my wife earlier, mate, I just was like, I knew then. I, it was not about believing, you know, you believe in Santa, you believe in God. Mate, I just knew there and then it was in knowing two words. And I just went, wow. <laughs> and, mate, the irony is I got, I got a, um, when I was 18, I got a, um, like the Hitler swastika tattooed on my ankle 
when I was um, 18. I came back from schoolies and my dad wanted to kill me. And I just liked the, I just liked the design. I didn't know, and I thought I didn't care what anyone thought, mate. Now I know more than ever why I never cared what anyone thought. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah, that'll break, that'll break the back of that one for you, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, mate, that was my introduction to the ta- tattoo world. <laughs> but yeah like mate even that you know um as we know the swatch sticker is um polaris um you know the big dipper with the four seasons going around polaris it's an ancient it's an ancient symbol that's been seen through so many different civilizations over the years and depicted in so many um you know artwork and and um artifacts that we find from these and and i just love the way that Everything is just been inverted. Inverted. Thanks, brother. You know, and they put the, um, I think when we were talking about this the other day, Cam was, you know, was saying they've, they've made that, that symbol, they've turned it into, you know, hit the, the, whether it even happened, the, the biggest killer in the world, apparently one of them, you know, killed all these people. Um, you know, and his, his symbol of death was the swatch sticker, which is a flat earth symbol, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I could just keep going on all day, guys. But I, I guess I wanted to sort of ask you guys, if we could, if that's okay, to ask you guys how you guys found out about this and sort of when and how it's changed your connection with the world around you. So, anyway, you know, feel free, anyone want to start, but I'd, I'd love to hear that from, like, each of you. Yeah, sure. Jump in. You're up, Lucius. <laughs> um, well, I've always been a one to kind of ask questions, and it kind of started really early at high school. And um, that used to get me into a bit of a trouble when I was at high school, asking questions. And, you know, for me, it was uh, curiosity, I guess, you know, had a big curiosity about things. And um, I'm a drummer. I play drums. Um, And I was curious about, you know, music first, really, first and foremost. So... You know, I kind of got into that. As you probably know, you know, um, many, many years of study, search, learning the craft, trying to understand what, what drumming is, what it's about, what it entails, all the different dynamics. I'm sort of losing you there again, brother. All the, the different, um, you know, what it's made. That's not good. It's, it's was, yeah, maybe... Yeah, right. Did you have that for you guys? No, I'll just get it might be my echo here. It's sort of just, um, yeah, it's just making your sound, voice sound a bit robotic, mate. Yeah, so, mate, you're always inquisitive. Is that, is, is that a bit better? Oh, that's better. That's, yeah. Yeah, I got a feeling it was the it's the echo in the room, so it's kind of you know 
Um, cool. So anyway, yeah, can you hear me okay now? Thumbs up? Yeah, All right. it's, a, it's a lot yeah. better, yep. Yeah, good. Yeah, so just very inquisitive about um, drumming music, you know, what music has to, you know, has to offer. Um, and I think basically for me it was, it was um, a really deep dive into so many different styles of music so many different attributes of drumming and um, you know that was a long time studying asking questions about music I came from a musical family and everything so that was my you know like I felt like that was my real first kind of um, uh, instinct into, into trying to understand something um, you know what has that got to do with with flat earth well it's got everything to do with it because it's, you know, like a, a lot of other things as well, being curi curious about, you know, um, a subject or, or, or something that you're interested in. You tend to, um, you know, spiral down into it and really pull out as much as you can from it to understand it. And I did that in music. And, um, and I became a musician and I've, I've spent my whole life obviously playing music, um, making, um, you know, paying my way through music. And, um, you know, when it came down to having a look at this subject called Flat Earth, I knew I had to have the same type of instinctual kind of drilling down into something and take an interest and um, really find out, you know, for myself, all these things I've been hearing. And um, it's not like it was a, a new topic or anything um, to some degree, because I'd always heard the Earth was flat and the notion was that people used to think the earth was flat. That's right. Yeah. And they were, they were crazy for thinking that. So thousand type of, you know, when it started to kick off a bit more, so to speak on the internets, um, it was always a rumbling in, in the back of my mind that people, the common man, anyway, the common man who stood on the earth uh, always had the perspective of, seeing or understanding or feeling that it was it was somewhat uh, flat from his perspective so i always remember just going well if that uh if that was a place of observation back back in the day from the from the common man so to speak who uh, stands and witnesses things from that perspective I can understand that that would be true if, if that's the way they would have thought back then. And yeah, to it for a, for a long time. I mean, you just heard those type of things and you always knew that the, the, the uh, well, you didn't, you didn't know, but you believe through you know, indoctrination and, and uh, obviously schooling and whatnot that the, um, the earth was actually a ball. Mm. And I guess that became you know, part of my belief system for a long, long time. But, um, you know, I like, like the, the understanding of trying to get into my musical world and, and, and drill down into that and understand that. I took the same approach when um, I did other research into other things as well. And I think it was about 2000 and maybe 2010, I think. 
is when I was kind of really looking into things about the, the law and, and legal and lawful and, and, and how the system is set up through, you know, the, the contractual obligations that we have and, and the interactions we have with the system through contracts. And, yeah. and that was really interesting to me, going through that system of learning. And I applied the same approach as I do with drumming and music. I drilled down into that. And um, I really tried to understand something, and that was that was really fascinating, and that that was um, something that was tangible because I could see the you know the instruments that you use in the system, and I could um, you know basically um, you know over a period of time, trial and, and error, and 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 test things out. You know, as they like to say, the application of science is to test things out, see if it comes true or not. Yeah. Um, so I used to do quite a few of those type of things within the, the legal and lawful realms of trying to understand what's going on in contract world, right, with what we all, you know, basically are, are engaged in at the moment. Yeah. So that was a big understanding going through that, that element. And I went through lots of other um interesting rabbit holes throughout my time you know of, of researching because as i said before going to school when i was younger i always questioned a lot and questioning to me is has always been an area of fun it's always been a place of of exploration you know a place where well, i can, questioning questioning is not allowed <laughs> yeah i know that that's in that's in other people's minds but not in mine well so mate people, yeah i, I got I just, yeah, they made me repeat you one. <laughs> yeah, well, I did that too. I did that too. And the questions, the, 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 you know, um, you know, basically, what I, what I, long story short, there is, you know, after a long time of going down different types of rabbit holes and things like that, I ended up, um, you know, hearing when I was, you know, really travelling through this, this. Uh, citizenship maritime admiralty law state of uh the world that we're in through contracts and i started hearing these reverberations of mm -hmm. of flat earth within that framework and i was i was kind of curious because i was i was shaking my head kind of going well what's that got to do with what i'm learning now or understanding now and i kind of parked it to the side and i didn't really pay too much you know creed to it but slowly but surely, things started just, you know, inserting themselves in really interesting ways into my my field of uh, of, uh, of vision and lens. And um, I started to to uh, go. I, I always thought to myself that, you know, there's something up with NASA. You know, I never that never sat right, you know, quite right with me when I was younger. Anyway, as as a child, even although I was quite, you know, you could say that to some degree, I was in awe of what was what was possible or what yeah, i believe learning was on the moon in something you know tight like sticky taped up and band using band-aids and aluminium foil i think they were um <laughs> they were searching for people like us mate you know i think they were like it's like one of those things it, it's so ridiculous look at this like they landed on the moon this thing like we're yeah, it just, it, well, it, did, it didn't. It didn't make sense to me to yeah. to, to to believe it wholeheartedly. I, I, there was a part of me that was, you know, intrigued, and kind of knew the rest of the world believed it and understood that to be somewhat true in the narrative. But um, in in my mind, I still had questions against that. But I, I didn't delve into that. I didn't, you know, I just thought, hang on, you know, I've, I've 
I've seen other things and people questioning it and, and whatever. So I always had a reservation there. And the other reservation I had with NASA anyway was just was uh, just I thought, well, there's there's too much there's too much money and there's too much manpower and all sorts of things going into into something that um, in terms of resources could go to other areas of, of communities and, and earthly. What's that? Fifty two million dollars a day they get. Yeah, like yeah. So I always thought to myself, you know, regardless of what I I understand now and whether the Earth is a ball or flat or whatever, um, you know, the resources and time and 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 uh, the management and the skills or whatever skills they think they're doing, whatever's going into those projects, um, could go uh, somewhere uh, better, obviously better. Um, better applicated for, for different things on the earth for sure and, and what people are experiencing and having a hard time with and, and where those resource, resources could be put, you know, absolutely monetarily wise, monetarily wise. So um, I, I parked that for, for a little while, but that obviously came back into my field after I started going, well, hang on a minute, um, I've, you know, I've, I've looked at all these other types of things, researched all these other types of areas, always had questions in my mind about, um, you know, different rabbit holes and, and obviously, you know, studied music and really applied that, uh, that skill of, of trying to really understand that instrument and musical um, realm, if you will and uh, apply that to all other areas. And when I got to that flat earth thing, it was like, well, I think I'm gonna have to do the same here and I'm gonna have to give it a little bit of, of time and I'm gonna have to you yeah. know, kind of go, well, I've always landing, well, I don't quite know. Um, I've always knew, known that the common man, you know, has always, you know, back in the day, they said it was flat. Um, you know, there's lots of other lies. There's lots of other um, different things going on in terms of uh, subversion, um, you know, deception. Um, flipping narratives, lies, and all the rest of it, and I, I thought, well, I better have a look at this one. And so, I did. I, I, I basically um, came across a video which was, which was quite intriguing to me, and um, it was by a chap called Math Powerland. Um, and I think I owe a lot to that to that guy, um, to Math Powerland. Uh, he's an I don't know if you know of him, but he's a he's an artist, and he's a he's he's a a comedian to to some degree, a stand-up kind of comedian. He's uh, an incredible yeah. artist, actually. Yeah. Um, and um, he's the he's the one that really kind of point, put some uh, kind of things in front of me that I couldn't quite deny. And you know, mm -hmm. when I tried to go, well, I'll have a look at this, and I'll and I'll you know, I've always liked asking questions. I've always you know tried to um, drill deep into things, and and. Uh, he just had some points and made some points to me that I couldn't I couldn't deny at all. And the one was, you know, well, it doesn't feel right to say that you you know that it's a it's a ball. You only believe that it's a ball. And at that point, everything fell away because he kind of really highlighted something for me that I'd I'd, I'd, I'd never quite seen before, which was that's that's true. Like I, I've only ever believed that it was a ball. Everything I've been taught, I've never really you know, have tried to, you know, have a really good look at it. And it doesn't feel right to say I know that it's a, I know that it's a ball because, you know, I've never seen it from that perspective. Um, so he, you know, he, he painted this incredible 
um, kind of, well, it's, it's just an artwork of, of the earth, really, but he, he, he made a T-shirt, and a friend of mine actually bought me the T-shirt. And uh, this is it, really. This is one of the ones that kind of oh, yeah. spoke a lot. Is it a photo or is it a... Yeah, and that's this an American this is, uh, guy. I know the bloke. Yeah, yeah great. Is, that's uh, he, that's one of his. Uh, that's one of his original shirts um, that I got from him. A friend of mine actually bought it for me. And um, it's true love. You know, there was a lot. There, there was there was a lot more that um, that went into obviously from what he said from that point, um, and br bringing up all other you know senses of um, uh, you know questioning. The, the whole narrative of, of what it is and and then i just i just couldn't turn away from it i couldn't turn away from it and i i must have been definitely on the path every day having a look at this subject for about three three years i reckon <laughs> um and that was before it was it. that was before i said that was before I said anything to anyone really apart oh, wow. from my wife. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just didn't say anything. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, tell people or have discussions about it. I just, I, I really stayed focused on just trying to go. Well, you know, what are other people saying? You know, what, what, yeah. what is, what's the questions that are out there? What, what, what is, what do I need to look here to try and understand why this is such a popular um, thing on the internet at the moment? And. Um, I just, you know, from that point, I uh, went to other different types of researchers and, and, you know, that opened up a can of worms, a lot of other things. And, you know, at this point in time, um, 2022, you know, I'll never, ever go back to the ball ever again. And, and um, that spell is broken and, and it doesn't, I don't yep. need to convince anybody else. Gotcha. I don't need to convince anybody else that um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's flat you know i don't need to try to sell it to anyone because i think this is a very personal thing i think this is a very individual uh, relationship with with yourself and, and your environment um to where as the witness that becomes the most powerful point of observation and therefore no other spells can kind of like um kind of pull you into some other type of belief system which I'm going to say, but you can't uh, have the ability to prove to yourself, like, you know, getting on some, turning something around and taking a photo and going, well, I guess that place where I live is a ball, you know, but that ability is not there. So uh, the only ability I have as the common man, going back to what they used to say, which was the common man would say, even if you got, you know, to the highest mountain peak, the majority would say, well, it's a level, uh, you know, it looks level to me, looks pretty flat to me. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was kind of a, that's a little bit of a, a rundown of, um, you know, where I'm at with it. And um, it's, it's, it's quite a exciting place and time to be if, if that becomes some type of renaissance In, in the human mind to where we hold the exploration of something that's not been of the real estate that we're on from there they can mold anything and while we still have the application of, of in our own minds and in our own 
sense of sense, uh, five sensory and, and exploration of, of seeing what is true because we have been lied to so much in so many different areas. Um, that's an exciting place to be. And I think that's a, a place of real empowerment as well, especially for the individual spiritually as well. Yeah, that, that's right, mate. It really um, interesting, few really interesting points you've touched on, mate, that I like there, that, that it's a personal thing. Um, you know, for me, it was always, it was so personal that I wanted to shout it in everyone's face. <laughs> yeah, so, once you once you get it, once you get it, it's yeah. like you. That's it. You, you that's it. You've you've just like no going back to the ball. It's unbelievable. You know. That's it, it's, my it's friend. Done. Yeah. Well, mate. Yeah. Thanks for that. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Like uh, your insight and um, yeah, how you got into it, mate. And it's it's really interesting how everyone's got different ways they heard about it. Like Campbell um, mentioned. When we were chatting, mate, that people came actually came to his door, knocking at his door. They, yeah. You got to look into this. Yeah, yeah, I refuse. So I, 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 elaborate yeah. on that, brother. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I mean, it was probably seven years ago for me as well. Like right at the start, I, I sort of um, yeah happened to come across it, and I was in a, at that time. I was in a lot of. I was in Facebook and. I was like in a lot of groups as admin and stuff. And so everyone just started, you know, flat earth started appearing and, and, you know, I was, I, I took the easy, you know, um, the easy sort of excuse. Everyone was saying, Oh, you know, it's just a psyop and all this. And so I went there and then I thought, Oh, well, maybe it's Then I saw the videos of the horizon. I thought, well, maybe it's just a really big ball. And so with the bit where I was flat, I'd, then you, yeah. you worked out, you go, well, that won't work either. You know, it just won't. And so, but yeah, um, I, I resisted and, and literally had two people come to my house and they'd tell me I had to look into flat earth. And, I, and at that point, I just went, oh, well, I guess I will. Um, and it was, it was parallax that, that really sort of cemented it for me is, you know, the, the stars don't move, they never move. And sort of being, you know, somebody who looks into history and, and you know, different times and, and the great year and all this kind of stuff, um, that, that none of that works. None of it works at all on a ball spinning through space. You know, we don't, we lose the ages. We lose the stars going around in a clock. It, it's just gone. It's so, um, yeah, that's what really got me is. That Back at 88, we're spinning at two, mate, around the sun. Like you see yeah, what yeah, Mac, yeah. One, Mac 1 does to a pilot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back yeah. 88, we're spinning around the sun. And, and on an angle, like on an ellipse yeah. as well, which gives you more G-force and, but yet we have, you know, crystal clear lakes and all this kind of stuff. And and then the whole gravity, you know, oh, and everything's getting sucked down to Earth. But, you know, how come planets aren't getting sucked into each other? How come the moon's not getting sucked down? And how come butterflies can fly? Like when you when you start asking the questions, none of it, no. it's like he's, none of it makes sense. But the thing is, most people won't ask that question because it's it, it literally is one of the first things after spelling, of course. That they teach you, right? Here are the planets. This is their names. This is where they are. This is the ball. This is where you live. That's it. Um, and so it, it becomes something that we don't even question. It's like, you know, things that your mum and dad teach, you know, like ethics and things that you don't really ever think about, but they're always there sort of running your reality. And I think that's what it is. And people just don't want to go there and also probably don't want to admit that they've believed you know, a joke for, for most of their lives. Yeah. I love the saying, mate, it's easier to 
What is it? It's easier to basically lie to someone than tell them they're being lied to. Uh, yeah, it's easier to lie to someone than convince them that they've been lied to. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah, the bigger than the big and the bigger the lie, the more people yeah. will believe it. That's right. That's the crazy thing, mate, because it puts that in their mind like, what, they're all in on it? <laughs> so like, nah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't have, they don't have to be because, well, kind of everybody is in on because everyone just tells each other that's what it is. Exactly. You know, when, it, when it comes from the perspective of it being a ball, you know, everyone just goes, well, that's, that's what it is. Don't you know that? You know, so everyone becomes complicit in the lie, even though they don't know that they themselves are, you know, are complicit in the lie. It's, just, it's, it's a, it's a self-replicating, uh, you know, energetic lie that keeps spiraling on. Yeah, yeah that they want to keep they want to keep pushing, and it, it it just seems like you know what a great time they're for you know minds like ours to get out of this chat tonight, and it's opening up. You don't realise, but the doors, the, the, the people like sort of they're seeing these vids, man, and they're and it's still not saying anything, mm. but I, they message me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's under, that's understandable you know that's understandable too that people don't want to have a bar of it you know because if, if, if it is true that shatters a lot you know and that that to, to rebuild that um you know reality after however many years of indoctrination you've had experiencing on this earth from you know what the mainstream narrative tells you to try and rebuild that from the bottom up is too confronting I mean, I just feel that I've just been very lucky because I've loved living in the realm of possibility, you know, the the, the realm of questioning, the realm of, 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 uh, you know, being so open to all types of information, doesn't matter what it is. Knowledge is, knowledge is everything. That to me, yeah, that to me is is being in the here and now, you know, because, you you know, it's a a very sacred place, I think, in, in the sense of self that you can explore. Um, and no one can kind of have it over you in the sense that, you know, you, you tent, your tent is pitched and um, you can't go anywhere else. You know, I, I just like that as, you know, absolute exploration of, of your own mind and possibility. You know, always love that. And it's always been good for, you know, to feel artistic ventures like songs and, and, and I think, you know, to, to be able to, to, to uh, have anything to offer to to uh, a society artistically if you can come from different angles and, and different you know places of of of, of uh, questioning and 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 perhaps things you you're trying to understand that's not the mainstream that's not typical um you know that can actually invoke really good artistic um stuff with inside yourself through through different types of songs or painting or art or whatever and i think that's always been the case you know well, artists have always done that we're creators, mate. We're human beings and we're meant to be and we're meant to be here to create. We're not, you know, they want us to be in the rat race, the human race, you know, and we've got to just, we've got to finish their days, mate, and, you know, and just show that. And the interesting thing is that, like Campbell touched on in a lot of videos, of, you know, I'm a real big fan of Campbell and um, um, that you, we have the ability to um, create what we want. And that's what they don't want us to know, you know. Um, yeah, so that's it's 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 that's you know a big thing that they're hiding from us. Um, 
And yeah, man, I, I guess just I'll throw the ball over to Mr. Barnett for a second and just um, I, I haven't asked I'm you yet, mate, And because ha, has it been a long time since this subject's sort of been in your life, mate, and you've been, like, um, keeping it to yourself or is it something that you stumbled across recently or please, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, been a, well, look, the first thing is, is I was exposed to it probably 10 years ago, roughly, and because uh, I saw one of these docos on YouTube and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, every single part, I'm like, can't argue with that. Can't yeah. argue with that. There was two things that they didn't uh, explain that I thought I, I'm like, yeah, it all sounds good, but they can't explain those two things. So kind of put it aside. And then the thing was, is that at the end, it basically made this conclusion that um, we're the center of a non-moving universe. Therefore, God loves us. Therefore, we've got significance. And I'm like, ah, it's just some religious people who are disempowered trying to feel like they're empowered. Because even if the ball, even if we were spinning in this nothingness and we're specks amongst billions of other things, I still didn't feel insignificant. I still felt loved. I still felt significant, powerful, empowered. So it didn't make sense to me. I was like, uh, they just need a reason to think that they mean something because they feel like they don't mean anything. So I brushed it off for years and years and years. And then it was only until probably uh, a few months after I put out my virus video. So what's that now? Two years ago, something like that. Uh, uh, I was chatting to a girl in uh, Canada who was just going, so what do you think about flat earth? And I'm like, I was kind of like that you know, it's, it's nice that you think that, but this and then, but that, but I can explain this. And, and she's just going, no, but this and no, but that. So shout out to Amy Rose Rewilding in Canada, who was just like, kind of like laughing. Cause I was almost talk, not, not patronizing her, but just going, it's cute that you think that, but let me explain to you how it's not, you know, <laughs> me with my science background and I can recite yeah. astrophysics. I'll tell you how it is. Yep. And she's just kind of laughing, just goes, I just go, no, nah, but what about like the shape of an eye or the shape of an atom and that? She'd send me a picture of an eye and I'm like, that's not what I thought it would look like. And then Coriolis effect and then all this sort of stuff. And she's just like, no, nah, it's pretty flat. And I'm just going, I can't argue with this anymore. And the best thing about that was that it, it, um, it brought me back down. Like it humbled me a lot because I was like, you know what? I was so sure that anyone that thought the earth was flat was an idiot yep. and that I knew the answers. And, you know, we all, we all have expertise in various areas and some of us do know a lot about certain things. Now, Lush is a bloody world-class drummer. I can't argue with him on that. But if you, if you started trying to tell me that the earth was a triangle and the moon's made of cheese, I'd be like, Lush, come on, mate, you know? Because yeah. we've all got, and I was like that. I was like, I thought I was right. So the thing that it gave me the most was an aspect of humility. And then what it's done since then is it's been the unraveling of so many other uh, realities where it just comes down to not just a feeling or a knowing or an egotistical thing of yeah no I'm important anyway because I'm a Leo and I'm a whatever I you know that all kind of you think that you're great anyway and then uh, and then I'm just like no well hang on like what what power do we really have if this is the center of everything and this is for us and the Bible says we have dominion and it's like well hang on it's not just this evolutionary thing that we happen to be here. And yeah, we're a bit smart. And we can build computers and crap. It's like, well, no, this means a lot more now. And then the discovery that the mind blowing thing for me was other, other land. 
like if this isn't the known the known lands i'm like what there's more stuff out there come on like you can't write this stuff this is the best life like how could you ever be bored knowing that there is this to explore exactly and, uh, what does it matter like, though mate what's it matter i love that one what's what's it matter yeah well <laughs> No, no, no. I used to agree with that because I used to say it doesn't matter if the earth's flat, round, uh, it doesn't exist, it's a hologram, it, it doesn't affect how we treat each other. You know, it doesn't matter. That's what I used to say as well. I was like, that doesn't affect how I treat myself, how much reverence I have for nature, whether whatever shape nature is, you know, and I used to have that argument too. But then when you realize that, no, no, that's like pretty much the ultimate style. So you break that and you're breaking a massive spell. So, yes, it does matter a lot. Exactly. At least that's how I feel now. Exactly. It's so good to hear that. And, and like, basically, you know, one of the commandments is don't lie. And if this is built on a, a lie, it has to be exposed. And, you know, not that we have to kind of go out there with swords and try and, you know, make people believe it by any means. But slowly but surely, like a virus, there are millions and millions of people that are waking up to this and they're starting to question and they're starting to go, hang on a second, what is this real estate that I'm on? You know, the reality, you know, what, what is this? Is there more land? You know, um, only told us a fragment of, of what there is out there. I mean, if you've got the technology to just explore the earth through ships and whatever means over a period of time, you know, why give, you know, all the mappage and all of the real estate to all the common people and tell them where it is. Why, why would you? Why would you do that? You, you're probably better off saying, "Well, well, we'll let them understand some of where it is, or we'll we'll let them understand, you know, this portion or that portion." But you know, let's not give them the whole real estate, you know, of, of what we're actually here and what we're actually on, because you know, more resources, more land, you know, what does that say? I mean, that says a lot. Well, Admiral Bird told us that in a video many years ago, mate. And it's still on YouTube. I can't believe it's still up there. You can still watch it. And he's a long jeans chronoscope. Yeah, that's it, brother. And it's it's um sends shivers up my spine that bit. And yeah, I first watched that. And he tells you, mate, there's well, he says there's a lot of it. For, I love it how he mentions the North Pole too. He goes, a mm. lot going on up there, like up or in there, but. And then he says about the South Pole, a lot of interest. You know, every country's interested. A lot of untapped resources, he says. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was the one that kind of, you know, really, really spoke a lot to me too, was Antarctica. You know, when I started to look at the Antarctic Treaty and what's going on there. And, I mean, yeah. if misery and this problem and this argument, if you want to call it that, or this debate, you know, let us independently, you know, have exploration going from one coastline to the other coastline, which is, you know, predominantly, let's just say, as, as big as Australia, Antarctica, or maybe a bit bigger. But if it is a ball, you should be able to go to one coastline to the other and, and cross it. Um, mm. But as we know, no one's allowed to go there and independently uh, do exploration and, and kind of research for themselves to actually see if that's, that's true. Uh, you know, and then you ask the question, well, why is that? You know, and then there's a whole bit of, you know, a whole uh, rabbit hole of research into Antarctica, which is fascinating to, to have a look at, you know, if you want to spend the time. Yeah, well, it's, it's what is it? We don't know. And we've, that's, you know, we're, uh, Campbell and I are working on building an airship soon. Yeah. 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 launch it from Tasmania. Over. Just go. And of course, Tasmania, yeah. 
um, in the old maps is Antarctica. Australia is literally Antarctica. If you go back a couple of hundred years, all the maps were, were connected to all this extra land. Like it's there, there's so many maps, and of course, everyone's probably seen Hyperborea, but um, there's so many other maps with uh, you're just showing land on the outside, more land on the inside, and and I reckon you know I, I'm. I think there's a massive continent in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. You know, no one's allowed to, fl- no one goes there, no one flies there, ships don't go there, and it's literally, you know, on their ball, it's, it's half half the ball is just ocean. Yeah. Uh, and, and then in some old maps, they show this landmass out there. So, yeah, well, good, I mean, good, good, luck, good luck with that because now they've got us in lockdown. You can't even go from state to state. So well, That's what they want. Know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, your, you know, it's basically saying your days as ex- exploration are over, common mm. man. You, well, you ain't going anywhere, you, you know, and if you want to cross that border, even just from New South Wales to Queensland or whatever, you need a pass or we're going to be watching you and tracking you. So, you know, w- whether this topic got so big and was starting to really fire up, you know, in such a way that they have to come over the top with something else um, to kind of squash it or divert attention away from it. It's a very, another interesting thing you can, you know, pull into this, this uh, yeah. conversation because, you know, to me, it was, it was like, so there's so many people that I know, so many people, you know, that, that haven't kind of, you know, they're not on the internet or whatever, but they're, they're absolutely willing and they're absolutely upfront you know, in conversations that I have that, you know, they're questioning what the real estate is, you know, mm. absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, there's, there's lots of them too. There's lots of people. And that's, that's really encouraging because it's, it's, although you, you know, at times you, you could, you could feel like, Oh, there's something that you personally feel and know and type of, you know, and understand with, with what you've researched. Um, you know, when you get together with different types of people that are open-minded, they're all asking the same thing. And I found that fascinating. I found that really encouraging um, as well. You know, and it's not a, it's not like a dirty conversation or it's not something that's kind of, uh, you know, embarrassing to, to, to kind of communicate through. It's, it's like, it, it's got an air of, um, of, of exciting, that's, that the common man has lost is, is a certain ability of excitement, you know, that we, that we, who have, uh, you know, and I'm talking about the common man because when, when I say that, I just, I, I mean, you know, obviously the common people who can only jump so high off, off, off the earth, you know, with their own force of jumping in the air, you know, they, or they can get to 30,000 feet in a plane. That's about it. But the rest, you know, no, buy yourself what are you going to do? Buy yourself a ticket to you know, uh, France and gonna plane, do? Mate. or Elon Musk <laughs> can go up with Elon. Just yeah, you can you can tell it's you know, it's real. Elon's going to take you up to space soon, mate. You can tell it's real because it looks uh, fake. Oh, that car, Mr. Musk. Imagine, imagine the heat in the thermosphere. It's like three and a half thousand degrees, right? It's hotter than a kiln, and that car's up there cruising. I I, I, yeah, I, I, that I didn't realize when I first saw that. I didn't realize that he was being serious. Like I, caught, I caught it a few weeks after it came out, and I was just like, "Is this just a stupid ad or something?" And then when I heard that they were actually saying that was real, I was just like, "You've got to be kidding!" No one would believe that, apart from people with Elon do. Musk in their eyes, right, and all yeah, the stars, yeah, because they're so invested, right. And it's like Tom sort of said, 
you know, they know everything that they can explain all the physics. They know how it all works and that's their point of power. And so, so they're so invested, you know, you take that away and it's like, oh, you know, now, now we're at the bottom of the class again. And just remember, mate, Elon is a massive puppet. And he, Elon was in, I saw a clip this morning, he was in Iron Man, the original Iron Man in uh, yeah. 2010. He's yeah. got a walk on and, he, and he's called Elon Musk. He's an actor. And, yeah. and just remember, <laughs> we've spoken about this before, I know, but the dude, one of the dudes, the, you know, there was um, Walt Disney and um, Werner von Braun who started NASA. But, and not only did he have, you know, a, um, a paragraph on his tombstone um, about the firmament, yep. okay, he actually wrote a book about yep. a boy called Elon who goes to Mars. And here we are with Elon, the puppet, mm. going to Mars. And people just don't batter an eyelid. <laughs> it's just brilliant, mate. You know, it's the stupidity. I was, I was building. Um, my neighbor, my neighbor invited me over to his house to help me build some structure. A couple of, a um, couple of months ago, and um, his dad was there, helping build as well. And I was, you know, holding up one of the pillars, and he leaned over and he goes, "Oh, can you go and grab the the spirit level?" And I, I went, "Yeah, no worries." And I, I picked us a real big, long one. And I picked that up and I thought to myself, this will be fun. This is, this is a little bit of a, let, let's see what his reaction will be if I, if I say a couple of things here. Might twig his, twig his brain. Really nice people, you know, these people live across the road from here. And um, I reached over and I handed him the spirit level and I said, um, do you reckon if you put that on every inch of the earth, it would tell you the same thing? By every inch of the earth, you just plonked it everywhere it would keep telling you the same thing and, and i said what do you think it would tell you he goes well i would tell you oh shit and he's he's like demeanor just like even just something that simple just twigged and twitched in him and he was like holy shit and i said yeah it's interesting because uh you know they didn't they didn't call it a you know like a, a building level or a dirt level or a concrete level or a you know They've called it a spirit level, you know, and G-level. the thing to me with, with this flat earth thing, the yeah. thing to me with this, with, with this flat earth thing was water and, you know, that the, the water has a consistency once it's, it's uh, you know, sitting in its resting state. Um, mm. That's where it likes to be is completely flat and it's equilibrium as that. And it doesn't matter which way you, you know, as they've got the gyroscopes and things like that. Um, and a spirit level, as you, as you know, the ball of water in there will always tell you, you know. And it was interesting to see someone's reaction straight off with just something as simple as that because that got him thinking. Um, and although, you know, people might even laugh at that, um, there was an experiment that a guy did which I found was really interesting. His name's Daryl. Uh, you might have come across him. American guy, and he got on a plane and he had a spirit level on the plane and he filmed the spirit level um, on the plane as he traveled from the East coast to West coast. And he timed it fast lapsed at the time to, and he, and he just, you know, basically had the, the, the camera fixed on the, on the, um, the, the spirit level. So, um, and he was trying to, you know, basically explain and, and prove that as he flies in this can, you know, 500 miles per hour, 
in, in, in um, uh, I think he was in America somewhere, but it basically, you know, told him from that distance, which was, was from east to west coast, that it was um, it was flat, you know, just through using that, that spirit level in the, and the water um, constant of it being at resting point, you know, which is, a, to me, if the earth is, you know, fundamentally, um, you know, 80% water, as they like to say, or, or as, we, as we understand it, and the body has some type of, you know, plasma, water, you know, soluble parts of ourselves, um, you know, that equilibrium, if, if it's not in its right spirit, it's out. It's completely out. It's not. It's distorted. It's. It's not. You know, a representation of, of, of the true reality that you're experiencing. So, water for me was like a huge, um, you know, opening into this whole rabbit hole with with, with flat Earth, and I, I just couldn't, absolutely couldn't deny that. You know, any way I looked at it, it was like, wow, that's that's a really big one. You know. Yeah, and once you start doing real science, like natural science, you know, it has to be observable, testable, and repeatable. Like it, it, all the truth comes to light, you know. Mm. And they call it the horizon because it's horizontal. You know, there's just so many proofs. It's I often just say to people. Give me one. Just give me just man to man. Just man to man. Just tell me why you think you live on a spinning ball. And mate, they can't give you one. Yeah, well, you know the horizon the thing, right? You know how the, <laughs> the horizon people say you can see the curvature of the earth? You know that one? Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's yeah. the power. That's the power of um, that's the power of uh, suggestion. Like you know how people will be sitting sitting in their homes. And they'll watch the TV and it's summer and they're like, this is, this is global warming and we're all going to die in 12 years. And they've got their sweating. It's like, oh, climate change. And it's like, dude, it's summer. And it's actually cooler than it was, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> it's, but the power of suggestion makes them freak out. And I remember uh, being in places with my dad at lookouts and not very high. Like we don't have very high uh, peaks in Australia, especially compared to America or Europe. And he's, and he's going, look, you can even see the curvature of the earth. And I'm looking and I'm going... I can't see it, but the power of suggestion is making me go, yeah, I think I can see. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though I, my eyes couldn't see it, the power of suggestion led me to believe that, yeah, I'm up high enough that I can see the curvature of the air or in a high uh, residential tower. Yeah. Our eyes are round and our lenses are round. So we are going to, you know, there's going to be some form of, and, you know, um, yeah, the, the horizon, mate, is a, is a cracker because, and water, as we said, they're awesome um, proofs, you know, that, that what's, what's really happening. And people, the, the most simplest one of all, as you go up in a plane, that, that horizon line will always stay level. And, you know, when, when we had amateur balloonists, sorry, I'm sweating it up, guys, when we had amateur balloonists sending up um, balloons up to 120,000 feet, what did Neil deGrasse Tyson then do? He changed his, you know, he changed his, um, his ball, his, his goalpost. Yeah, he said, he said it was, well, that was, that was one of the ones that really, you know, made me open my eyes too, because I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't deny, you know, he's sitting in a lecture and he's standing there and he goes, well, it's not a, sper a perfect sphere. What we actually 
believe it or know it as, is, is an oblate spheroid, which is more pear-shaped. And I said to myself, well, those images that I see that are images that are, you know, two-dimensional on a, on a screen or on, in a book or whatever, they, they look like a pretty perfectly round ball to me from, from yeah. what you're telling me. And then to, 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 you know, be in this lecture that you're in and now you're saying that, uh, you know, it's an oblate spheroid, which is more pear-shaped. I mean, that made me even more curious to want to look at what was going on because I start going, this guy's, you know, basically telling me something that what I'm looking at on a, on a, on a, an iPhone or a computer screen or, a, a, you know, a television screen or any of these screening, you know, two-dimensional things, it looks like a perfect ball, a sphere, you know, and but now you're telling me it's not. So, I mean, you know, that, that all of a sudden also made me go, well, what's going on here? I found the other thing that was interesting too, just going back to the rise and when people were starting to, you know, because now they have a sense of technology that they can test things out. I mean, if they came up with this stuff, you know, 500 years ago, you know, the theories and it was just, you know, it's a ball and, you know, that's what we're on. And um, But they're just theories. They've still got no proof. They've just got mathematical equations. They've just got, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these types of theories. But it wasn't until the actual moon landing event that they could actually, you know, take a camera, turn it around, focus it on the ball and say, see, told you, you live on a ball. Now you believe us. You, you, this is the church of NASA and now you believe us, right? So it wasn't, you know, um, people didn't have, you know, much uh, technology back then to try and hold the truth of, of, of what they were witnessing, which is, which is what it, which it was, it was flat from their perspective. Right. But Mate, now this is an we've interesting got different point, types of technologies. Yeah. We, we've, we've got, we've got, um, we've got technologies that the, the common man can now use to, to test those, uh, those theories that we were sold, uh, uh, you know, through the, um, the ball theory or, or the ball model. Um, and one was, standing obviously on one uh, coastline and then you know um, seeing another coastline basically which is supposed to be a certain distance and really if it was a ball you know that should be below a certain amount of curvature and that you know person standing on that coastline uh, using those optics especially you know lens optics or whatever shouldn't be able to see um, you know that landmass at all? It, it should be it should be disappearing over some type of curve. And I found that really intriguing. I found that really fascinating. I found you know with many experiments done that people were doing, which I found you know exciting to kind of like be part of. Wow, okay, people are really testing this out. You know, they're, they're really trying to see the distance because the, the circumference of the ball model that they've given us is a mathematical equation, so it can be broken down. So when it gets broken down. And people try to test it, and they have tested, it, and they've gone. Well, that should be low, be low um, that amount of curvature. And then from this point of, um, you know, um, yeah, coastline to that other coastline, or it should be below that. So, you know, that that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. That you know, and as we know, the old kind of like the ships on the horizon, you know, disappearing. Well, people have the optics now to to to, to go past that. And to bring it back into focus, and it hasn't gone below any curvature at all. It's just, it's just now, you know, now you're kind of, you know, you can focus through a, t- a certain type of technology which the common man never had back in the day, mm. you know. 
I just wanted to touch upon, mate, like with you got to remember this narrative that we've been flung as well, this common man that we can refer to, which they will say was so stupid. People were so stupid 200 years ago. Mate, this is what they're telling us, right? People weren't stupid 200, 300 years ago. The whole thing, all that, we used to be very smart. And even up until 100 years ago, they were teaching flat earth. And in a school in America, there was a guy actually started to try to teach the heliocentric model, which is the Bohr model. And, mate, they, he nearly got hung at the stake or hung at the, off a tree or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But so mm. I guess what I was trying to say, that the whole history, mate, has been, that's, that too is a lie. So yeah. when you look into the past, our ancestors were actually really intelligent, mate. The cavemen... That never happened. Dinosaurs, not real. No. This is all a fallacy. Paleolithic didn't exist. You know, cavemen. Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. The ancients, mate. They want to try to make fun of how dumb we were for believing in the flat earth and all this sort of stuff, you know? But, or is it just a test? You know, it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He comes out and says the most stupid stuff, looks ridiculous. <laughs> to me, he's there to wake people up. It's, it's like saying, can't you see this? I mean, to come out and say it's it's now an oblate spheroid with that that has a you know a ring in the around the equator that's what 30 miles high or some stupid crap. Um, and, and then when he came out and he did he did that mic drop thing. Oh my god. I really think that that is there so that anyone with a brain yeah. takes a second look and goes, hang on, this guy's not scientific. He, he's not saying what's in the I, I you know, so you can look at it either way, can't you? You know, I mean, I, I really don't see that he's doing any good at all for science. He's just making it look ridiculous. And so even the people that are way, way into the, you know, the physics and space and all this stuff, they've got to be, you know, starting to question things. If they're going, hang on, this is, you know, the high priest of science, that guy's an idiot. Um, so I think, yeah, I think, and everything, right? Everything at, at the moment is making us question everything. So... You know, you can look at it both ways. You what can about look at it yeah, the only the only th only thing they have in space is people's imagination. That's the only thing they have in space. And mm -hmm. the whole point of the whole point of this is that the common man can't test things out for himself. So he has to believe in an institution, in a corporation, like NASA. In a in a you know that that's that's basically they hand what over their power it's like a authority. That's what, you know, that's what they're doing. They hand over their power to authority. You know, and they do that through their science. And they, they do it in all areas, mate. And, you know, what? And that they, I, I don't know anything. They know best. I'll leave it up to them, you know. Yeah, this is the stupid common man, brother. And, um, mate, it's really interesting times, you know. I mean, a lot of these guys have got the Jabberwocky, I'd say. So it's funny how no flat earthers are lining up for the Jabberwocky. No. Yeah, probably. It's Who a knows? good way to get under the radar. And so is history. You know, you don't have to talk about what's going on now, but you can still prove to people that everything the government says is a lie. You know, it's it's just a story. And yeah. once well, I mean, you can you can ask most people well, that, can you? You can ask story. most you can ask most people most people that do the governments lie? And even the ones that are buying the narrative of what we're going through at the moment, they'll say, yeah, governments lie. Hmm. But they, but they they, they, they think that just yeah. means they do little white lies to get in power, and they might do a few. They don't understand that. They've literally changed the narrative and they're indoctrinating your children into a, a false history. Yeah. 
I'll say it again. Those who control the past control the future, you know? Mm, 1984. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, well, it's, I mean, the whole thing about, especially with, you know, the way that the whole, uh, I've seen a lot of what, you know, Campbell's been putting out with the Tartarian stuff. It's fascinating. That's kind of my current area of fascination. <laughs> it's yeah. like the, the people that have run, you know, the realm as far as the information goes for however long, like who knows how long really. It's, um, it's kind of, it starts to fall apart with this sort of stuff. And when you stop, when you stop subjecting yourself to their information, which is deep, by the way, you know, even like, the, I mean, we know that the technology that we have now isn't necessarily the first time this has been around. It's probably been better before. And I often wonder like, what kind of light would have been emitted from a screen before? Would it have been liquid crystal? Would it have been something else? And light's embedded with information. Um, you know, I've got this crappy ring light here because I came to some other office and it's like, there's information coming out of that. I know it's not good because I can just feel it's not, not right, you know. Uh, the sounds that come at us from all kinds of devices, the way music's being corrupted, the way everything's being corrupted, it's like the information is being put out a lot. But what they can't do is change the information that comes from the sun, for example. So then the more for me, the more I just ignore, like that stuff to me is all background noise these days. A lot of people want to talk to me about, you know, well, what about the vaccines and what about this? And I'm just like, that's just, it's just background noise. It's not part of my field of reality. And the more I can just get back to finding things like, you know, what Campbell's doing and, and just spending time really, really observing and being part of nature that the rest just kind of doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? It's not so much of the, the, uh, the unlearning is starting to ignore that sort of stuff and really uh, looking to explore elements of myself because I know that everything else is a representation of that. So that's, um, it's been a gift for me anyway, you know, the last couple of years in general with the, the way the world's gone, but especially being opened up to this, it's been, uh, it's been huge for me in my own personal development. Mm. Mm. And we're all at home with internet access. <laughs> so it's a perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Campbell, I got, a, I got a question for Campbell if it's all right. It's just, I don't know, someone can answer it, I don't know. So one of the things that I had, um, one of the things that led me to really being deep into this is, is things like the Coriolis effect and then being able to explain that, right? And then I've gone and listened to a lot of uh, Santos Bonacci's stuff and I went back to some of his earlier stuff and I hear him explaining uh, theology and astro uh, astronomy and that, but based on a heliocentric thing, like he's going, the sun's 93 million miles away. And I'm like, he had stuff right, but was still wrong based on that. That's now, right. one of the things that I haven't heard anyone uh, explain to me yet is that what that macro world is supposed to do is mimic exactly the micro world. So in science, we learned that the distance between uh, uh, an electron and like a nucleus of an atom is the equivalent of 93 million miles. So if you look at like the, the nucleus and then the things spinning around it, it's supposed to be in that is a representation of the gap between the earth and the sun, for example. So when I find out that that's all crap, then I go, well, how does atomics really work? Like, is there a real uh, observable distance between a nucleus and an electron and a proton, for example? Do they orbit in the way that I've learned through science? Uh, I've, I've kind of heard Santos touch partly on things because he says all is a tomb, for example. Yeah. But I haven't really got an... Uh, what I'm trying to do really is just for my own selfish needs is from studying science and studying uh, 
atoms and molecules and how they bond together because it's how i explain a lot to do with health for example the way the body replicates and atoms and charges and ionics and all that and i'm just wondering how wrong is that and um and what is an atom and an electron and a proton really there you well, go <laughs> just well, a short question there <laughs> well electron i'm glad you've said us you've 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 asked a good question because luckily my sandals is a good mate of mine so <laughs> As I said, we message each other pretty much every second, third day. And, mate, he'll tell you that the atom is made up of um, electricity, dielectricity, and electromagnetism, mm -hmm. the three trinities. Yeah, um, basically fields, yeah. yeah. When they break down the atom, they, they break, you know, the smallest part, when they break that down, it's, it's just energy. There's not, there's just potential there. Um, but I mean, we don't know, this is the thing, everything's been changed. So as far as that whole atomic, you know, universe and everything's physical little balls, <laughs> um, that's probably, you know, not true, um, or at least not 100% true. You know, even the double slit experiment and things like this, people are starting to question, because, you know, we've, there's the physical world, but we're all taught, or, you know, in this sort of field of research that everything's energy, yeah. you know, and, and so this is the thing, I think everything has in the double slit experiment, they say that, you know, you can observe it as a physical ball or it can be, you know, potential and sort of split up. So I think we, we can see both, right? If we're living in the physical world, then we tend to see, because that's the expression of the frequency that, that of the energy. And that's what we're, we're just seeing it in a physical sense, if that makes, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost like they're both true, but because I think about it a lot with, you know, all these, um, you know, psychic channeler type people at the moment, um, a lot of them are coming out and, and they're saying very similar things, just, um, you know, not related to each other. They're coming out and saying, you know, there's there's ships up in the air and all this kind of stuff. And then they all go into, you know, they're coming from Arcturus 20 million miles away. And I'm thinking, well, what's going on here? You know, if they, are they just, is everyone making it up, but they're all making up the same thing that, you know, that's, there's got to be a message. And I think that it's, it's interpretation. If you think the world is a ball, can you even interpret? Because the message you would receive, it wouldn't be words. It wouldn't be saying this, this. It'd be like the energy of the feeling. So you would interpret it um, as your view of the world is. So if you view it as a ball and something has to be 10 million miles away, then that's what you'll see. But when I listen to these, I'm viewing a flat plane and I'm going, oh, so what? Arcturus could be that land mass out there, right? And it's only 10,000 miles away, not 10 million. And so I think it's, yeah, it's, it's all perspective. We see everything through filters, through perspective. And I think that that's a big part of what's going on here. Yeah, well, mate, it's the, it's, if you're studying Santos, mate, it's all blue shift, red shift. And everything yeah. is, everything that materializes in this realm, it materializes in the, in between the blue and light spectrum. And funnily enough, the chakras, like materialize between the blue and the red. And that's where you get the infrared and the ultraviolet. And oh in the midgard or the midground, that's where we're living in that part of the atom. And that's the green. That's the green part where we're living, representing the earth or the heart. Heart, yeah. You know, you just take that H off the front of the word and you put it at the, oh, sorry, at the heart. You take that H off, you know, or, sorry, yeah. rearrange it, you get earth and heart you know there's all sorts of things like 
the two ears together, you put them together and it looks like a heart. And in the word heart, in the middle, you have ear. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know that one. <laughs> so, oh, you've got earth, you've got earth, and then you take the E off and then the H off, and in the middle you've got art because it's oh. a work of art. Yeah. This creation. Yeah, and like there was work of art. go into words and words can be used as swords and and that's what they're, they're doing at the moment. But when it comes to, um, mate, I, I, love, I just find the, the, the all is a tomb stuff, the ancient Egyptians stuff. I think the for me, that's where it resonates. The ancients were on track. They knew it all. We've got so much to learn. Like look at um, Campbell's research on the star forts. For goodness sake, mm. wow. You know, you get some sand and you put it, under a frequency, and that sand will create geometric shapes. It's amazing. The cymatic, the cymatics. Yeah. And these star forts are shaped like these shapes. And not only that, they've got all their water system, canal systems into all intertwined, mate. All their waters being frequentized, like by having frequency running through it. They're watering their co- crops with this water. They're drinking it. They're living for hundreds of years. Mm. You know, yeah, that, yeah. that, 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 that five-hour five hour series? Iwa, Iwa mm-hmm. and on. Very good, yeah. Mate, I've, I think I've done enough there. I've, like, I had to stop researching there for a good year, I think. I think I was just, my brain was ready to explode. I had to get off Facebook, get off everything, you know, and um, it was good. <laughs> and now I'm just like, so good to get you boys together because, um, you know, just some great minds. This is what's going to wake people up, guys, you know, great chats like this with guys that are obviously intelligent, good at what they do. You know, you can go around all of us and look at what we do. We're not silly people. No, that was yeah, one of the big things for me too. You, you know, I can yeah. tell you Bill Nye and that mm. other idiot, they are silly people. Yeah, and you can see it. <laughs> you can listen to like you know flat earthers and, and their podcasts and what they're doing, yeah. and they're clearly intelligent. And then, like you said, you listen to bloody Neil deGrasse Hole, yeah. and he's just he's a he's just a buffoon. He's Nathan Oakley. Nathan Oakley, yes, nineteen eighty. Anyone who thinks they want to have a crack at um, debating a flat earther. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with you. Yeah, right. Go and, go and debate Nathan Oakley anytime. He'll debate you. You can get on his YouTube channel and you can debate him live and he will make you feel like an idiot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know? You won't need a big small uh, ego to do that. Out, yeah, there's guys yeah. out there just ripping mate, it apart, mate. And it's even it's, Dave Weiss has been offering, started off with one Bitcoin. Yep. So, you know, we're talking what, 40, 45 grand, you know, the low point US and that. That was about a year ago, and now he's up to three Bitcoin for one proof, and he hasn't had any takers at all. Clearly, you know, clearly. Um, so now he's up. He's offering like 100 and what's that for? Yeah, 120 grand or whatever, or more, and no one's no one's stepping up to the board. Not even Neil deGrasse Hole. None of these guys. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a germ, isn't he? Far out. I'd love I to. heard that he's um that he's he's the grown up Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> it's just missing that nice jumper. Yeah, yeah, the, the sweater, the sweater, jumper, the fitted sweater. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, classic, man. Well, yeah, well, guys, uh, how long we've been going, man? Uh, yeah, I've got about I've got to go soon because I've got to get I've got another appointment at uh, eight thirty. Yeah, cool, guys. Well, I, yeah, I'd like to. I guess we can wrap it up. I'd love to do another one with you, and maybe we could um, rip something apart a little bit more, go a little bit deeper. I guess it was nice to just have a chat. First time, you know, I've met you, Lucius. Like I said, mate, I know we have common friends and stuff like that. Um, and mate, but it's funny how. A lot of musicians, mate, a lot of people who are into music are open to this stuff. It's, you know, um, a lot of people... Yeah, because they're, have... they're, sen they're, sen they're sensitive to frequency because music is frequency and, and, you know, frequency is truth. So, you know, I've, I've uh, said the same thing. I, I find it quite yeah. ironic that there's quite a few musicians and artists that are really into this... Um, yeah topic mm. you know they're really into to, to researching and, and trying to discover it and dig deeper and see yeah. what's there to do to understand and they tend to be less programmed you know they tend to have lives a bit more on the fringe of society rather than you know committing to the 40-year plan so they're they're just more open-minded i think artists and musicians and all those and right-brained of course right the, the, the left brain is the, their control center so very yeah, look at it like that, absolutely. Yeah, and we all know the story of just before we go, the story of Pinocchio. <laughs> you know what that's about. I'll sit on my face and I'll tell you a lie. <laughs> yeah, so it's actually a story about the pineal gland. So the Pinocchio was a book that was written in Italy and Occhio in Italian is eye. So pin is short for pineal and Occhio is the eye. So it's a story about the pineal eye and a boy who's seeking the truth. So here we are, we're just seeking the truth, guys. This is about our journey. So, yeah, on that note, <laughs> and a lot of truth in nursery rhymes. Definitely. Uh, and, Tom, just before I go, mate, I, I, when you asked me in that last interview we did, mate, about guitars, and you said, how do you construct a guitar to be paid like that fourth you're trying to make it to play in that frequency? I feel mm -hmm. I didn't really explain that well enough, and I just wanted to say that, mate, all musical instruments are made to play in four, three, two hertz. The A, yeah, right. they're not once you start tuning, yeah. Once you're starting to tune your guitar into four forty hertz, you, you're tuning your guitar out. Mm -hmm. That's what yeah. I mean. The music is being um, disrupted to us. It's being manipulated. That's how they're manipulated, even the fucking musical instruments, bro. You know, they're all playing. Look at the cathedrals, man. They huh? took out all the bells, all the organs. You know, we don't have choirs anymore. They, they took the heart out, right? The frequency. Well, you can't, you, you can't uh, sing or dance in the, in the club at, at the moment anyway, can you? It's like, yeah. Mate, you wouldn't Apparently. have to be dead in a club anyway with those types. So <laughs> they're probably all jabbed up. Idiots. <laughs> the places uh, the places that I play, you know, the, the, the uh, oh, just quickly before types we of go. venues that I play. Yeah, rage against the machine, guys. Oh, I heard, right? Fucking rage against. Let's think about those words. Yes, sir. Rage I'll do what you tell me. Machine. I know. Yes, sir. Sellouts, mate. They're telling people to get vaccinated, go to their concerts. I Jeez. hate now. I used to love, I had every album, mate. Yep. Just all of them are doing it. Um, yeah. Gene Simmons, Powderfinger, 
Australian. Even though I'm not powder finger. Yeah, you say it on their website, mate. Foo Fighters. Even Metallica did it. And yeah. and um, no one bought tickets and they had to cancel the show. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they came out and they said, oh. I found no, it. People got sick. Yeah, we can't do it. Yeah, I it. found it, um, you know, pretty disturbing when I looked at uh, the guitarist from uh, Rage Against the Machine and I saw a couple of his posts and he likes to uh, show himself in his studio, home studio, you know, jamming along to stuff with his, with his um, you know, uh, air pilot glasses on that he has on all the time. And he's in his, um, you know, home studio and he's, he's playing his guitar, jamming along. But there was a few posts that he, that he did which I found interesting because he had his children there um, and one of them had a mask on. Wow. And these posts always, you know, had him there doing his little guitar thing, but his child was kind of there, you know, with the mask on. And, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, you're at home, you're in the, in the you know, supposedly the safety of your own home. Hmm. Um, you know, why, why would your child need a mask? Subliminal messaging. I think to myself, is, is it, be, I, I said, I said, is it because, you know, there's a couple of ways I can look at it. You know, it's like, okay, we'll put the mask on so I kind of look like a responsible father or something or, you know, put the mask on because there is a virus or, um, you know, perhaps he wants to wear the mask because he thinks it's cool. You know, it just it got me thinking, but I'm kind of thinking to myself, why would you have, you know, your child when you're in the safety of your own home, especially in your own studio, you're jamming along and he's got the mask on. And that's, to me, it was just total virtual signalling. Maybe and, he you know, it was all about, um, you know, you know, what's that? Maybe he was told to do it. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't become the well, league that's, 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 one of the big yeah. fans in the world by accident. We all know this. Yeah. And so you're, yeah, you're still mean, in do, contact. Do, do, and so the more the metalhead see stuff, but it's not, it's not, they're not telling you to wear a mask. It's just there. It's like um, Tom was saying with the horizon, you know, you just, it just goes into your subconscious and, and well, the, what they want is over time, it'll become more normal to you. Mm. Yeah, well, I just found it fascinating that he would, um, he would have that sitting right there next to him, you know, this, 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 uh, this mask continual, you know. It wasn't just one post, it was quite a few, you know, and I, I was just like, what are you trying to say here really, mate? You know, like, what are you trying to sell really? You know, have you been paid or something? You know, to, because you're in, the safety of, you're in the safety of your own home, you know. In the, you're not outdoors somewhere. You're not in, in some other studio in, in downtown in LA or whatever. You're at, you're at home in your own studio. Like, what? Why are you trying to, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, spotlight this? You know, it's not like it, just it's remember plain as day. I mean, I just found it really. Anyone who's getting that sort of attention, like he does, no, like Amber just said, mate, they're 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 there for a reason, mate. Mm. You know, and they didn't get there by accident. And now it's their time to play their part. Yep. That's why all these bands have rolled over, like all the big, oh. you know, that used to be ahead of the sort of alternative heavy metal, oh, yeah, we hate authority. They're all rolling over and, and they're trying to get their crowds and their fans to go with them. That's how powerful. Wasn't it ironic? Wasn't it? Wasn't ironic the, um, you know, dead, I don't know if you allowed the dead Kennedys, but they had a song called Government Flu and... Um, I found it ironic that the, that the, the lead singer, Jeff, um, sorry, um, Jello, 
uh, was, you know, spruiking the, the, the jab and trying to sell the jab to all his fans and, you know, tell them to supposedly do the right thing by the narrative and go and get the jab. And um, but meanwhile, his songs, you know, one of them was Government Flu, you know, which if you listen to those lyrics, it's, it's like I don't understand how you could backflip or, or was, how, you could, how you could not, you know. Because they don't write the songs. They don't write the songs. But then like it was about singing. creating division. And so to create division, they have to have um, kids that go against their parents, right? Where oh, you suck, you're old, yeah, we're the new, oh, yeah, rah, rah, rebel, rebel. And but but they're still just actors. So when the narrative wants to change, they have to follow it. They have to follow their script. And so they they don't write the lyrics. They might write a few songs, but they definitely don't write all their own songs. Mm. Oh, that's it, mate. Yeah, uh, that just makes just on another note. This guy at work, I do a little bit of casual work at a nursery because the guitar world's a bit slow at the moment. But this mate of mine was playing. Um, She's like the wind, that Patrick Swayze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he loves it, right? And anyway, he, he just said, do you know he wrote that? And straight straight up, I went, mate, there's no fucking way that guy wrote that song. And then funnily enough, he's on Google and he goes, yes, he did. Look, it says written by Patrick Swayze and la, 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 whoever the woman was. Yeah, yeah. give me a word, Patrick. <laughs> She, okay, you're a co-author. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mate, they just like is it even that George Carlin, that guy, he's dead now. And he yeah, speaks yeah. a lot, like everyone puts even a lot of truthers use his stuff out there. Mate, he didn't get there by accident either. See, a lot of these people don't realize that all these people in play, like Elon Musk, it's all inverted. Like here he is um sending private, you know, people to space, which is total bullshit. And yet then he's taking on the government saying about tax and all this stuff. And then all the people saying, yeah, Elon's a legend. You know, all these people have double agendas going on, mate. They give you a little bit of the good stuff and a little, and it's like that Russell Brandt. Heard of him? He's an actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah that Russell Brandt. Yeah, he's a Freemason. Russell Branding. Yeah. So the amount of fruit, like... Um, times he has i was following him then the amount of times that number 33 would come up that he's saying stuff and then he even did a presentation called 33 and then he tried to say that it was oh no that's because jesus died when he was 33 so anyway i was just sort of saying all these people in these limelights mate they've all got you know they don't get there by accident you know got a broadcast on the television or they're just taking I'm going to head off, guys. Good chat. Good chat to you. Yes. Thanks, right. Tom. We'll wrap, we'll wrap it up there then, guys, eh? Cool. Definitely. Thanks for the Thanks, chat. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for the invite. Yeah, thank you for your time, everyone. And um, I'll be in touch. Yeah, I'll you too. All up and let's do some more vids, guys. Let's just keep, like, if you can. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll have another one. And um, pick an exile. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Let right. me know. And um, send us an email, Tom, if you need to talk. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Will do. Awesome. All right, cool. All right guys. Thank you. Have an awesome Very weekend. Bye. Yeah. Yes. Well, have a good strong. Have a good strong end. <laughs> <laughs>